They're loading into the barriers. Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. And they're underway for Moody on the mic. That's right. It's Moody on the mic time here in a spring carnival. We are in the depths of it all. A big race this weekend, the Turnbull Stakes. I'm Roger Aldridge. Joining me as they always do. Let's kick it off. Peter Moody, Anthony Myth and the resident Rain Man, Tommy Hackett. Moods, you got the second favourite in the Turnbull Stakes. Big weekend for you. Yeah, well, it's uh, listen, I think you've undercut. I always remember Epson Metropolitan Day, Roger, because that day, 27 years ago, I married my lovely wife, Sarah, on the Sunday between the Epson and the Metro. The, the Epson used to be run on a Saturday, the Metro on a Monday, and uh, we tied the knot on the Sunday. So it always helps me remember my wedding anniversary. So that's very good. <laughs> Um, well, for, forgive, little... forgive me for not remembering your wedding anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you, do know, you do know, Peter, they don't run them on the same date every year. Uh, no, but I know when we get to those races, I've got to quickly look up the calendar and say, right, 2nd of October, where is it? And this week it actually falls on the Saturday. So uh, that always helps me. Epson Metro, I know I've got to get sweet, get some flowers, a bit of choppy or whatever needs to be done. Uh, but yeah, listen, listen, great races each and every weekend, haven't we? We're absolutely flying. We saw the Golden Rose, Enemo, Artorias looked outstanding. Are uh, they just run on sprinters? Everyone's spruiking the mile, 2,000 metres, Cox plates in the Congo. Too hard, too fast. Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bott, too big, too strong. What a weekend they had. And a terrific weekend ahead of us. Yeah, absolutely. I reckon you might need more than just chocolates to uh, to smooth things over with Sarah. Just And you know what? I got married in Spring Carnival too. That's not surprising. But how does a horse train to get married in the midst of Spring Carnival? I mean, Mitho, did you get stitched in Spring Carnival? No. Late, late January, me. Sweltering hot. You know, the farm was dry as a chip. Um, but we, we did it out of football season and racing season because that's what a no, red-blooded we- male does. I suppose you did it on a Saturday, didn't you? You all probably got married on a Saturday, didn't you? Yeah. Well, what brain-dead turd gets married on a race day? When I got married all those years ago, we weren't stupid enough to race on a Sunday. Everyone didn't have their head up their ass. Sunday was a day off. I didn't get married on a Saturday and stupidly sit at the back of the church with a transistor radio because my stepfather's second cousin's brother's mother had a runner and a maiden at Warnable and I had to listen to it at the back of the church. I got married on a fucking day when there was no races on. <laughs> wow, there's an unexpected tangent that Moots has gone off early. Uh, right, man, you, when did you get pitched? I got married on a Saturday, but it was right at the end of the Brisbane winter racing uh, carnival. So I yeah, picked that, that gap between the end of the Brisbane winter, the Melbourne spring. Uh, so it was an, a nice gap for me, but no, it was a, a great uh, week's racing. And I think racing is better when Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, when that stable's up and about, because there's just, there's just something in the air when they're flying and they... They let fast horses run fast. They did that within the Congo. They're tough horses. They settled them on the speed. And I think for punters, when the stable is up and about, you can keep following them with confidence. So I think they could be in for another big weekend this week. They could go even bigger this weekend. So I think they might win a couple of group ones this Saturday as an early spoiler. And the consummate professional, how's this? A uh, little story about the stable. Um, mid-afternoon, sitting on the couch, watching the sports, uh, wait, gearing up for... Uh, grand final night, AFL grand final, and uh, phone rings. She'd already won a couple of features. Gay Waterhouse ringing. Anthony, just ring to let you know, don't forget, Accelabella's running at Goulburn in 10 minutes. 
you better better turn it on to Sky Channel 2. Make sure you get a look at uh, Excella Bella, who duly ran down the track. But uh, I, I was thinking, surely she's got other things to worry about than annoying me, making sure I'm watching Sky 2 to see a, a moderate filly go around. She's winning Group 1's left, right and centre all over the country and still got time to do that. She told me to turn into Excella Bella instead of that uh, uh, massacre that I saw on Saturday night. But uh, anyway... We move on. Uh, Zaki uh, on, on the weekend uh, got there probably not as comfortably as what we had predicted. Now we knew about even money for the Cox Plate. Did did what you saw on the weekend, uh, Moods, we'll start with you, did, did what you see make you think perhaps more beatable for the Cox Plate or uh, is he edging toward a lay down this year? Oh, listen, I would think he's probably gone into that a little bit soft, second up, 1,800, beat a couple of genuine group horses in uh, Probabile and Co., and he did the job comfortably. Is he an even money shot for the Cox Plate? That's probably the question, Mark. You know, we've got an absolute superstar mare that we see on Saturday and very elegant, lining up for a 10th group one win. It's a big call to be taking even money four or five weeks out, I reckon, in an all-in market, I presume. Yeah, absolutely. Rayman, have you, what price have you got in Mark? Yeah, I, I completely agree with Moods. I think um, I don't think we've learned a huge amount from the weekend. He did enough. He, like, I think Probabil's a very good mayor. He beat her fairly comfortably. But I'm not necessarily sure he enhanced his reputation. But according to the market, he did. He is now $2 in box plate betting, which I agree. I think is a little bit ridiculous when we've got these other good, talented horses around. Uh, very elegant, we know, is a star. We don't know how good incentivized could be. Could he end up in a box plate? Uh, you've got the three-year-olds on the scene as well. And then you've got the uh, the European uh, who is now under injury cloud, Gold Trail. But if he makes the race, he, he goes in there with a chance. So I'm not sure he's going to be much shorter on the day um, than $2. So at $2 currently available now at all-in market, I think it's a it's a poison price. I'd be uh, staying well clear and because uh, I do think that you'll get a very similar price on the day. I mean, we, the question you asked there, Rayman, is, you know, does it doesn't incentivise end up in a Cox Plate? I mean, if, if only, if only we had the trainer, we could ask. What? You're talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what are we, are we, is the Cox Plate still a very sort of distant uh, thought or perhaps is it less distant than it was a week ago, Moods, for, for incentivising? Oh, no, 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 nothing changes after watching Zaki incentivises first grand final is the, the Caulfield Cup, always has been. And then we'll contemplate where he goes after that. Does he go to a Cox Plate? Does he go to a Melton Cup? Does he go to the paddock? Um, you know, form and the horse's well-being will dictate it, remembering that he's coming off a long winter carnival. That's the sort of straight bat they got in the Belgrave South, uh, what, sixth, sixth grade or something, Moves. That's that's what we like from you. Can, can I press Peter on that? Because, like, let's let's assume that it's a Quinella, you know, to, on Saturday, um, it looks like a, a, a beautiful little match race. Thank, thanks to the Chris Waller team for bringing Very Elegant down to race against Incentivise because it's going to make for a hell of a race. Um, let, let's assume that they do run the Quinella, 1-2, two, 2-1. Two, That's about what you expect. And the horse goes and runs in the Caulfield Cup and does what the punters expect and wins the Caulfield Cup, Peter, and pulls up quite nicely. Yeah, well, I, I suppose that would open the door, Anthony. Uh, and and considering the fact that the reigning Cox Plate champion is in the Turnbull Stakes on Saturday, I suppose that'll give you another bit of a guide. But, uh, yeah, yeah if, if, if he came out of a Caulfield Cup bucket playing, 
he would probably have to have a seriously good gallop between that and the Melbourne Cup. And if there was a $5 million gallop to be had in the Cops Plate, well, you'd probably be mad not to consider it. That's why he's nominated. That's why he's been there for a look at the track. But that is the furthest thing from my mind at this point in time. And oh, it can only, be the furthest thing from mind. But you can, we, 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 you know, as, as forecast punters, we just yeah. want some sort of information, Peter, not this, not this sixth grade Belgrade South flat bat that you keep giving us. You didn't tell us about the jockey. You're not telling us about its program. What, what the fuck are we doing paying you, Peter? I have told you about its program, Anthony. You can sell the farm oh, and have it on him for the Caulfield time. Cup. Come on, one race at a time. It's got one grand final, and that's the that's Caulfield Cup, and that's the race I'm target for. Would Sorry. you say you don't let the horse tell you where he's going to go? Oh, uh, yeah. Thanks, yeah, Hawksy. Well, I, he's got a little bit of head about him, but uh, listen, I'm, Maybe if you took this tack with a few of yours horses, Anthony, you wouldn't be sitting there fucking getting gravel rash, getting gravel rash on your bottom lip all the time. He has just, let's let's just address what he's just said. He, he, he did just say have the farm on him for the uh, for the Caulfield Cup. That's a pretty good steer, punters. Don't you worry about that. Let's move on to another horse we saw on the weekend. Now, Moods, you last week predicted the animo Mike would get rolled, and he did. Uh, not by the horse that you thought, but. Do we, what do we think about Anima after that weekend? Because he looks like one that'll um, be a really good chance with a lightweight in the Cox Plate. Well, once again, we've got to see these horses get out to the trip and we're going to see Anima at a mile uh, in the Caulfield Guineas against the three-year-olds. It's a whole different ball game. Like, I've given you my thoughts on Artorias. I think he's an absolute superstar, but I think he's probably a bit like his father, Flying Art. He's a get-back run-on sprinter in good, solid races. And you see these horses flash home in these 12 and uh, in 14, 12 and 1400 meter races. Don't just naturally assume that they're going to get a trip. It's not always the case. Now, I haven't even looked in the NMO's pedigree at all. I haven't even lined him up as a physical to see what type of horse he is, to be quite honest. Uh, he might just be too brilliant for them in the Caulfield Guineas, regardless of whether he runs a strong mile or not. But then to suggest that he's going to run a mile and a quarter against the older horses, that's a whole different ball game. Uh, in the Congo is too big and strong and uh, just ran them into the ground. He ran good, solid sectionals all the way. Um, there was talk of bias and this and that at Rose Hill, but I think uh, probably pull your head out of your ass there. It was a good track. Front runners, get out, make their own luck and keep running under those conditions. And if you want to ride horses back and pretty, well, you're going to pay the penalty. And if the front runner's got ability like in the Congo, he's obviously a seriously good horse. You've got to run uh, impossible sectionals to beat them. Uh, the horse I like, Remark, he pulled up with a wind issue, I believe. Um, and uh, probably, we, I don't know where we see him. He's probably off to the surgeon to get his throat operated on. He obviously didn't develop the wind issue in the race. He probably carried it into the race. And under that pressure, it was found out, which is sad uh, for connections because he obviously looked a very promising horse. Artorias looked outstanding from the back once again. But those horses that get back like that, that's what they're going to look like when they get beat. You know, they're going to storm home, run the best sectionals. You beauty. How fucking great running the best sectionals. No good if you run third or fourth. The winner ran the best sectionals because he got the money. The best section is the section that uh, lobs up in your bank balance, Peter. Yeah, the best section is when the bloke presses the fucking photo finish camera and your nose is in front. I don't care if you run 14 and a half for your last 200. I mean, what did you make of, uh, of Animo on the weekend? And, and do you think uh, he's a potential 
challenger to uh, to Zaki in a cross plate. Oh, I'm I'm with I lean towards moods a bit. Like it's a 1400 meters in a golden rose against your own uh, age group is a very very different uh, kettle of fish to a 20 foot a very strong 2040 meters at the valley in a Labrocks Cox Plate in a year where it looks like it's going to be a very strong Cox Plate as well. So I still think he's going to be the horse to beat in the guineas, and I think Moods is right. Even if he doesn't necessarily get a strong class, might just take him there in the in the guineas. But then it is another step up for the Labrocks Cox Plate. I, well, I hope they try because I think it always adds another element of excitement to the, the Labrocks Cox Plate when there is a three-year-old and especially a spruce three-year-old like Adam O. So I I'm not saying he can't do it, and I would. I'd hope he comes out and wins the call for guineas, and uh, they do go on, on that path. But I'm a bit with mood to you, Lee. He's he's got to come out and, and show that he's capable of that because he. I, there was a lot of talk about the bias at Rose Hill on Saturday, but I think he he had his chance to run down in the Congo. There was a lot of horses that won against. Uh, it wasn't like leaders won every race at Rose Hill on Saturday. Yonkers came from uh, midfield to win, and he was fifty to one. He's Yonkers. Um, so Animo had his chance. In the Congo, was a very fit horse, a very tough horse, and he's a very good horse. And uh, he got the job done fair and square for mine. And there's no real logical answer in his pedigree, uh, Animo, to whether or not he will get the trip of the Cox Plate. He's uh, by a speed sire influence in Street Boss, but he's out of Animato, who was a um, an Oaks winner. So um, whether he throws to the to the, uh, the the sire or the dam, I suppose we'll find out by trial and error. Uh, punters beware that because. Um, he might very well eat up the 2,000 metres. Um, racing style doesn't necessarily uh, point you that direction, as we've heard from Peter Moody. So it'll be interesting just to see um, what he does in the guineas. But, uh, yeah, it was a terrific run, and he lost no admirers, but just didn't get the check. Spring is in full boom! It's time to blend it, punters! Ladbrokes' all-new blended bets gives you more winning chances. Back multiple horses from the same race. And if any of your chosen runners finish on top, boom, you win. Ladbrokes, this spring carnival with a blended bet. Minimum price $1.10 for blended bet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. As mentioned, a massive weekend of racing. There's four Group 1s across two states this weekend. We're going to kick off in Sydney with the flight stakes, Ray Man, and, and a lot of these coming out of uh, the same race, so similar form lines to draw from. Yeah, another very open Phillies race here, Rog. The Philly coming out of a different form line, coming out of the uh, Golden Rose, Startontes, is the favourite, the Queenslander. It's the favourite at $3.70. Then you've got all these Phillies that have been racing and uh, they've all had a turn, basically. Four moves ahead, $5. Mallory, $6. Swift Witness, $8.00. Class twelve dollars along with Fangirl, so it's another. We've been saying the same thing about these uh, Phillies races all spring long in Sydney. That they're a very, very even group of Phillies, and that uh, luck in running on the day is probably going to be the most important. So Star Tonte does bring a little bit of X factor to the race. Uh, she was good from after going back from a wide barrier draw in the Golden Rose to finish six there. So. She does bring that little bit of different form, but she's been pretty well found here by the market now at $3.70. And she, I'm not sure she was particularly strong through the line late. So I've got a little bit of concern over her running a strong 1,600 metres. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying she can't win, but I just think she's probably a little bit short now at the 370. Uh, if we're looking at these this, this other group, I think there's no reason why Swift Witness can't run well. Again, she was second across the line, relegated third on protest last start. 
the T-Rose, but she didn't do a, a fair bit of work early. So Inform Stable, Inform Jockey, T. Clark, Ridesfeet, Waterhouse and Bot uh, will go forward. We'll make her own luck right with speed there. And uh, I think she'll get a strong 16 uh, at, at $8 in a really open race. I think there's worse bets. I went back and had a look at the T-Rose a couple of times today. And I, I know Moods already mentioned that sort of run on sprinters. I, I think the one I'm going to select is is a one who does get back but should eat up the mile. And that's one trap at an each-way price of around $16. Lightly raced Frankel Philly, fourth in the T-Rose. But, gee, she was blocked for a run on numerous occasions down that straight. And when she did get out, she finished off really nicely. She'll need a little luck because she will get back. But... I wouldn't be surprised if she swallows them up. And uh, in a pretty even race at a not nice price, I'm going to go with Von um, Trapp. And a big shout-out to all those Sound of Music fans who are no doubt punters as well. Mito. Well, the Von Trapp family had to stay four moves ahead because uh, the Germans were coming hard for them. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go with four moves ahead. Um, just simply winning form's good form. Uh, T-Rose looks the likely form guide unless... Uh, um, Star Tontes uh, can um, reverse form. I don't really. I'm, I'm sure this wasn't the the target race. So I'm a bit surprised that uh, Rob Heathcote's uh, done the backup thing here. Um, usually a man of, uh, of of decent planning. Maybe it is the plan, and he wanted to back her up into the flight and try and win the Group One uh, at Phillies Grade. But um, I just don't know that I love that planning. So um, I'm going to go for the horse that um, that was better than the rest of them. Uh, in the other form race last start, and it'll all look pretty obvious uh, come uh, Saturday afternoon, four moves ahead. I, I don't totally disagree with Rog. Von Trapp, I thought, was good the other day. Maybe a filly like her each way at good odds. Um, all these other fillies, they've been mixing it up with one another. She's all class. Just keep a watch on her. She might be behind the eight ball. She missed that early run. She could be starting to make ground now, but... Uh, you know, any one of uh, eight or ten could win it without surprise. Well, let's take a look now at the Epsom Handicap. Ray, man, this was going to be a race that uh, Anton, well, it was the race Anton was targeted for. Obviously, he's out for the spring. Uh, and it, it is a relatively open market. And his shaping is a really good race. Where's the money going early? Riadini is the favourite, Roger. Well, back early. They basically open $6 equal favourites. Riadini, Moonga, Hungry Heart were all equal favourites. Riadini's been back into four sixty. Moonga's there at $7, Private Eye $8, Hungry Heart $8.50, Ice Bath $9.50, uh, a host of horses, uh, double figures there. Uh, I think uh, Riadini is a deserving favourite. Gets in to this race with 51.5 kilos after going toe-to-toe with the best mare in the country in the George Main Stakes. I'll be narrowly denied there, over 1,600 metres in the George Main. Before that, only narrowly denied by Think It Over in the Chelmsford. Both of those races at weight for age now drops back, drops significantly in the weights and is getting six and a half kilos, uh, uh, sorry, five and a half kilos off Moonga, who is obviously flying. But Riadini just, it, it, on weights and measures, it's going to be extremely tough to beat. And um, it, the, probably the difference here is that it has been running well in these sort of weight for age, low tempo races. There should be some more tempo here. And she has drawn a bit sticky in Barrier 15. So, she probably will have to do a bit of work to get across there and uh, take up the running. But the horse is flying. As we said before, the stable's flying. And they're a stable that when they're in form, I want to be backing them. So I think Riadini is uh, uh, the horse to beat here and a deserving favourite. One at a price. You're currently getting $26 with Ladbrokes reloaded. Um, last week in the Shannon Stakes, it was a good thing licked. 
Um, I was on at a nice price and it was a horrible, horrible, horrible watch, but it hasn't won for a while, but its form has been pretty good. And it's another one that just drops uh, significantly in the weights here. So reloaded at a price here, I think it's a good each way bet, but Riadini on top for me. Yeah, my notes are very similar to what you said there, Roman, with Riadini, you know, desperately unlucky so far this prep. She's pushed very, he's pushed very elegant to a pimple carrying 59 last start. And as you mentioned, gets down to 51 and a half. Same trip. Um, I've got him on top just from Munga. I'm going to tip one here and going to uh, bank on a little bit of rain around. Um, ice bath. Uh, likes the wet conditions. The um, daughter of Sacred Falls. Uh, sticky sort of draw, which doesn't particularly excite me. But um, just got a, got a feeling that this sort of race, you know, it throws up a, a result like this down in the weights. Um, it's, it's the horse I've settled on to be making ground late, back up um, after last Saturday. A little bit unlucky in the golden pendant. So um, ice bath at, at uh, really good odds, I reckon, Rainman, aren't we? Yeah, $9 now, Mitho. So uh, there's, I think there's a lot of people thinking uh, the exact same thing you're thinking because we know that she just goes to another level in the wet and she has run well in these, uh, these handicaps in the past. Yep. So you, you, you're probably going to get... You know, reasonable odds if you bet now rather than wait for the race because if uh, if she's a bog old track, um, it'll be half those odds, I reckon. I uh, I agree with the market. Riadini, deserved favourite. The big drop in weight, I don't think the barrier worries. It's going to go forward, make its own luck and keep running. So it's going to be terrible hard to beat. From any one of one, two or three, Mahunga's absolutely flying. He's the class horse of the race. Cascadia, the Doncaster winner, now had those three runs under his belt. And don't leave Dallas Ann out. His Sydney form's been very good. But Riadini, the one they've got to beat. All right, let's move on now to the other race, aside from the Epsom Handicap that I always think of when, when I uh, know it's Moods' wedding anniversary weekend. Mm. Um, <laughs> but it is the Metropolitan Handicap. And bloody hell, Ray, man, this is uh, it's a big field. It's a dartboard. It's, what, six bucks the field? It's a classic Metropolitan this year, Rog. A big field, very open. You can make a case for a lot of them. So we've got equal $6 favourites at the moment. Montefilia and Entente, both $6. She's ideal. has been racing really well, $6.50. They're the three at single-figure odds. Then every other horse in this field is at double-figure odds. But I think uh, Entente's a really good bet here again. Uh, as I said before, I think it could be a massive weekend for Gabe Wardhouse and Adrian Bott. Uh, last start in the Colin Stephen, he was uh, far too good there. And he's just a, he's now fourth up. He's a tough stayer. He's a fit stayer. He makes his own luck right on the speed. And I think he should be able to get a fairly uh, easy time of it. Uh, well, Tim Clark will be able to dictate from, from barrier there. So he, he's the one that drops in the weights uh, fairly substantially on the back of that Colin Stephen quality winner. But he's been thereabouts in these good staying races basically throughout his career. So Montefilia is the class horse, but we still haven't seen her run out a strong 2,400 metres. We saw her start the uh, Victoria Oaks in the spring last year as an odds-on favourite. Didn't seem to run the trip. The Australian um, the Australian Oaks earlier this year, uh, the Australian Derby actually earlier this year, she loomed up as the winner at the 400, didn't run it out. Uh, I'm not convinced. That, I think she's a very good horse, but I'm not convinced she runs a strong 2,400 metres and I'm convinced that Entente does. So I think $6, he's a great bet. He's one of my best bets of the weekend. I think he's going to be very, very tough to beat. 
I went head-to-head with Rain Man uh, in the Best Bets fortnight ago when I tipped this mare in the King Town. And she got me the chocolate set over Tommy. And for that, wins my heart forever. I speak of she's ideal. Uh, but I also do think she wins here. She's a Group 1 winner at the distance in Tancred earlier this year. She's drawn barrier 14 in the big field, so I shouldn't bother her too much. And uh, I think she'll be finishing off well. And I think she'll be winning again, just like she did a fortnight ago. Vito. I'm going to go for one at odds here. Um, I like the profile of the warning. Um, out and out stayer, uh, handle all track conditions. Um, second up after that residual fitness through the through the winter carnival, it's no problem, 2,400. Um, John OK should be able to posse up, uh, you know, in a, in a reasonable spot. And um, it's the type of race that you probably want to back value rather than uh, anything else, and I think we're 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 betting better than twenty to one at Ladbrokes, aren't we, Rayman? Twenty six dollars at the moment, Mitho. Yeah, perfect. That'll do, mate. Warning. I think the safe way to goes uh, on Taunt, uh, drawn to get a good run. Where some of the other horses in the market or the top of the market around it are drawn a bit sticky. Probably going to get back and give ground. Um, and you know it's going to be uh, forward of midfield, if not right in the box seat, if not in front. I think the stablemate Hush Rider probably leads them up. Bit of a shout out to last year's winner, Mirage Dancer. I thought he was very good the other day in the, the 2000 metre race at Caulfield. Um, is he finding some sort of form? And he carries the incentivized form too. Although oh. Bob went away. <laughs> <laughs> incentivized form is becoming the new Seamus Award. Anytime we can sneak <laughs> it in, it gets a mention. And guess, guess who incentivized uh, by? I'm not sure you guys know. No, Shame no, it's award. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. What a surprise. Uh, so, on time for me. All right, let's move down to Melbourne now. Uh, we'll kick off. We won't go in race book order here because we are going to get to the group one. Let's go to the, the Barton Cummings right now. And uh, a golden ticket into the Melbourne Cup. Of course, there's a horse in the race already. Brelmore Flowers already has uh, won a spot uh, in the Melbourne Cup. But uh, it's another very open race. Yeah, very similar to the Metrop here, Rose. Very, very open field. Grand Promenade's been up for a while, but it's still flying. It's been six fifty into $5. Shiraz, an import for Chris Waller, uh, making its Australian debut. It's $7. Charlie Rose is $7. Ponders, $8.50. Amade, $9. Dawn Patrol, $10. So it's another uh, real dartboard race. I think Shiraz is an interesting runner here, though, for um, Chris Waller. But its European form is pretty good in France. Uh Generally raced it at listed level, but there's a few good wins there. Its final race start uh, before it was uh, purchased and sent to Australia was a, a four-and-a-half-length win in uh, a listed race in Chantilly. Uh, a really good win there and uh, just very consistent horse that very rarely put a foot wrong. So it might have a bit more upside than some of the other horses here. So I think it's uh, in the mix there at $7. I think Amade can really go to another level here off its first up run in the uh, the MRC Foundation Cup there behind non-conformers. I think it'll take really good ability from there. It's uh, it ran well um, in the in the winter at Flemington, so I think it's a horse that can be the big improver. And I think Phillips we can, would have set it for this race second up because I think he wants that golden ticket into the Melbourne Cup. So I'm going to play both of those horses here in an open race. Shiraz at seven dollars and Amade at nine dollars. Normally I'm a Shiraz over a Rosé kind of guy. But uh, in this race, I'm with Charlie Rose uh, for me. Like both her runs this prep when third. She's only going to improve out in trip. And also Flemington will be absolutely ideal. I don't think she'll be too far off the leaders and I think she'll be finishing off the better. So 
Charlie Rose at around the seven dollar mark for mine. Uh, Ponders for me. I'm going to uh, back in that uh, Brett Prebbles had a sit on a few of these uh, Lloyd Williams uh, stayers and and um, he's plumped for Pondus. Um, drawn well, um, got good, really good European form. Uh, looking forward to seeing him by Sea the Moon, a stallion that uh, Moods has uh, had a bit of a connection with uh, buying um, weanlings out of Europe and, and racing them. You've had a few in the stable, Moods, with uh, some success. So uh, can get you a good stay of the stallion. Uh, Pondus will do me each way. Uh, listen, I've got no idea here, none at all. I'm sitting on the fence, as I can do every now and again. I'll be rooting for my neighbour, Philip Stokes, with Amade. It was very good second up last prep, probably off a similar first up run this time round, and I know he has targeted this race to try and get into the cup. Trale Rose has prepped up well, but, yeah, really no idea. Very open race. Well, I don't think Moots is going to be sitting on the fence in the next race we look at because it is the Group 1 sample stakes, and as we mentioned earlier... In the show, it does look a racing too. Very elegant, confirmed as coming to Melbourne for this race rather than go to the Hill Stakes in Sydney. And geez, what a mouth-watering matchup it will be. Where or how is the market shaping, Rayman? And, and where's the early money going? Been interesting this afternoon, Rog. We opened them up $2.60 equal favourites. The early money has come for very elegant. She's into $2.30. She's now a clear favourite. Incentivised $2.80. Sir Dragon A, the Lowbrokes Cox Plate winner, $8.50. Colette, $9.50. Bit of a move at a price for per cent. It was $31 now into $19. So it's a fascinating race. Um, I'm glad that they they have sent very elegant to Melbourne because I think it just sets up a, a the Turnbull Stakes is always a preview for the Cox Plate, for the Caulfield Cup, for the Melbourne. We're getting exactly that this year. Um, and I don't think it's just a match race either. I think they're the two standouts. I think the market's got it right. But we saw how good Sir Dragon A was first up in the Maccabi Deer Stakes over 1,600 metres. He'll be better over 2,000 metres. Uh, Colette is a very good mare in her, in her own right as well. So I don't think it's just about those two uh, the two standouts, but I do think they will run one, two. And I do have uh, incentivized on top here. We um, saw what he did first up in the Maccabi Diva Stakes. And the scary thing for his rivals is that he should only be better over 2,000 metres. Um, and he should only be better when he can sort of just get into that rhythm. He doesn't have to sort of sprint like he did there over 1,600 metres in the Maccabi Diva Stakes. So, under the set weights uh, and penalties conditions of this race, he does meet very elegant better than he would in a Labrokes Cox plate, which when they're two horses that are pretty close, that can make a little bit of a difference here. So I love very elegant. She's a star in her own right. Uh, I think we know pretty much what we're getting from her now. We know what her rating level is, her peak rating level, which she often does produce over 2,000 years. I think based on what Incentivize did in the Maccabi Diva, he's got the ability to go to a level that she has never gone to before. Um, so I'm going with the upside. I'm going with the new kid on the block in Incentivize, but all the respect in the world for Very Elegant, and I just can't wait to see uh, this showdown on Saturday. So I know the listeners really want to hear our views uh, on the race, but let's just quickly duck to moods. Moods, what were your thoughts when you when it was confirmed that Very Elegant was coming down? Were you like, geez, I'd rather dodge her, or at least I'm going to know exactly where I'm at with this boy? Oh, listen, Very Elegant is the champion of Australian racing. You know, she's lining up for a 10th Group 1 win, so um, I'd be a fool not to suggest I'd rather go into a race without her there. Any, you know, you, you don't want to take her on, but that's the way it is, and, and this is a 
you know, a real sort of tried and true path for Chris Waller. I think he's won five of the last six runnings of the Turnbull with, with various horses uh, from preferment through to Winks. Uh, and uh, and very elegant herself here last year. So she's the reigning champion. She's the one that uh, the others have got to step up to the mark to. So Dragon A was super the other day. Uh, I think Rain Man knocked the nail on the head. We now get a chance to see incentivise to where he steps up to. He was good first up. You would expect him to improve into this at 2,000 metres. I've got to be honest, from a trainer's perspective, he probably goes into this slightly soft because I'm still learning about the horse and the main race is the Caulfield Cup in two weeks and this race will give me a guide to how I've got to train him and prepare him into that or even if whether I've got to do that is he just going to continue to do it on natural ability without me hindering him by overtraining him um, so I've probably gone in with probably a slightly less workload than I would in this circumstance and for that reason I've got unbelievable sort of fear factor with Very Elegant, who's lining up third run in and has had a couple of tough, solid runs. And just knowing how well Chris Waller goes when he attacks this race on route to the Cox Plate. So I know my horse will improve significantly. Um, if he can beat her today, well, they won't beat him again. You know, that's probably the, the way I look at it for the preparation, you know. So, uh, listen, I'm hoping my bloke can win, but she's a superstar, and Sir Dragon A was very good the other day. Um, you know, and he is the reigning Cox Plate champion. Mine being Brave Sikowski or Aussie Kerr. They've got Sir Dragon A incentivised and very elegant in this race, the top three mm. in the market. So they go in with a pretty live hope. Um, I listened to um, incentivised Australian Peter Moody uh, last start before the Maccabi Diva. Um, when he said that he would be better at 2,000 metres of the Turnbull in a couple of weeks' time. I listened, I got on at $7.50. I'm pretty happy about that, so I'm going to stick with him. Even though I wasn't expecting Verily Elegant to come down for the race, but um, incentivise all the way, baby. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very elegant here. I, I just I think I've started, <laughs> I know, I know, it sounds strange, but I just feel like, I've started this series this this year saying just back the best horse in the race on what you know. And we know that Very Elegant is the reigning Australian horse of the year. We know she's a nine-time Group 1 winner. And we know that Incentivise could be all of that, but isn't yet. So for those reasons, I'll, funnily enough, I'll be cheering madly for Incentivise. But for want of a tip, I can't go past the nine-time Group 1 queen of Australian racing in Very Elegant. Moods, just on that, do you think Mitho does this just to shit you? <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I've got to be honest. We had a chat during the week and we discussed the race and 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 I think at the time he wasn't aware that Very Elegant came down, you know, it was coming down and I suggested to him that I thought, well, she she is the benchmark. She is the benchmark horse of Australian racing. She's the benchmark for Zaki, the even money favourite in the Cox Plate. He's yet to meet her. He's, he's yet to meet a horse of her quality. Um, as very much incentivised has. So this is probably the big three of Australian racing in the middle distant ranks are Zaki, Very Elegant and Incentivised. Zaki and Incentivised are the new kids on the block. She's the one that's been there and done it year in, year out for about three seasons now and lining up for a 10th group one. So she could very well just pull their pants down and they're both going to be promising good horses or one or both of them could climb over her and be the next good horse, you know? So, no, this is the 
the first little intermingling of those big three, I suppose. So we're going to learn a bit on Saturday. I take heart from the fact that I think my horse will improve out of Saturday once again heading to the Caulfield Cup. I wouldn't walk away gutted if my horse didn't beat very elegant on Saturday. Um, but I would walk away if he wasn't somewhat competitive. I'd walk away disappointed if he wasn't somewhat competitive, you know. Spring is in the air. With the Ladbrokes app, putting a bet on is as easy as tap, tap, boom. Get the down low on the download and get the latest version of the Ladbrokes app today. Now faster and easier than ever. Make every race this spring even more exciting and Ladbroke it this spring carnival. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Here we go again. Best bets, Tom. I'm Moody on the mic. And as he does every week, we let Rain Man kick us off. Well, it's been the theme for the show for me has been my love of Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. So I'm sticking with them for the best bet. The Metropolitan, number 14, on time at the $6. I think it is an outstanding bet. And I would not be shocked if uh, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott win three group ones in Sydney on Saturday. And I'll be cheering hard for them, uh, as hard for them as anybody. I'm not going to group one for my best bet. I'm going to uh, a group two. I really like Satori in the Gilgai Stakes at Flemington. He's got 60 kilos, but he's shown he can carry a big weight down the Flemington straight. As he did last start, went fourth in the Bobby Lewis, beaten under a length um, first up. So, I mean, on Saturday, Splintex, I'm not sure whether he's going to come down or not. But either way, if he doesn't, I like Satori even more. Um, as long as it's not a heavy eight, I think Satori turns the tables and, uh, and wins. Well done, Rog. Uh, I like it as well. But the Rosemont Ruffy, uh, not so much a Ruffy. It's um, a very exciting horse that Pete knows a bit uh, about. Um, we're going to race one at Flemington, the Maribyrnong Trial Stakes. Very exciting to see these two-year-olds uh, skip down the straight at Flemington. And a horse called Rampant Lion has been the apple of my eye for quite some time. In fact, probably the moment he was born. He's a, he's a bit of a rare commodity being a son of Frankel. Um, we, uh, we bought the mare in Europe, sent it to Frankel up there, brought her down. She's had a lovely colt. Couldn't sell him at the Magic Million sale. I dropped the bottom lip, but uh, got the gravel rush there, Petey, didn't I? And uh, Petey came to the rescue and said, look, we'll put a little team together. Uh, let's get Wiley, Wiley Dalziel involved. And uh, I love the horse as much as you, Mitho. Let's train him up. Uh, didn't expect him to be here. Um, he's about six bucks in your Ladbrokes market. Um, and he's a very talented horse from what we've seen so far. Won a jump out. He's won an official trial. Uh, and he goes there extremely well educated by that man, PG Moody. So excited to see Rampant Lion scamper down the straight uh, in the um, in the combine colours with Wiley Dalziel, the Mr. Quickie colours and Rosemont Lion. Just a quick one, Mitho. How much do you think a, a, a son of Frankel winning one of these early two-year-old races would be worth? Uh, I mean, it, it, we're salivating about that. Um, it, I mean, he wouldn't be sold. That'd be the point. He'd come to run yeah. standard stud. But um, yeah, I mean, the world is waiting for a Frankel explosive two-year-old to, to to bounce onto the scene, and uh, and and every mayor in the world will uh, will 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 want the services. So um, yeah, I mean, that's the that's that's the dream at the minute. Uh, let's let's watch the bubble burst on Saturday, Petey. It's a great name for a stallion as well, Rampant Lion. It's just oh. the, the art rights itself. And, well, Moods, firstly, 
tell us a little bit about Rampant Lime, what we can expect on Saturday. And then, obviously, not only have we got incentivised, we've got their very exciting Jimmy Carr and their Dane Hill as well. So uh, I'm sure all the listeners are keen to hear from you. Yeah, well, listen, he is a nice cold, as Mitho said. He's done everything asked of him, and we didn't expect him to be here at these early races. Uh, but he, he's just continued to stand up and, and cope with the pressures of early racing. He doesn't look like a big, robust, strong two-year-old. He looks more an athletic three-year-old type, to be quite honest. So uh, he, he will take massive improvement from having a spring break and be a smashing autumn uh, two-year-old cult is what I'm thinking. Uh, and, and I've forwarded that thought to the ownership group, but he, he's trialled extremely well. Uh, the negatives are straight track racing. It doesn't matter how good they are. Some of them just don't go down there. But I think he's a very exciting cult. I think he'll run well. And I would dare to say the Maribyrnong trial this year probably nearly looks superior or stronger on trial form and some of the ratings form than the Breeders' Plate Sydney, which has probably been the banner race for these two-year-olds uh, for the last probably decade. So it'll be very interesting. Uh, I think there's some very nice horses there. I think he'll run a hell of a race. Uh, so he's the first runner out for the Moody Racing Team. Um, second runner out is, uh, what have we got? The Dane Hill Stakes, Gimme Par. My little sweetheart, she's taking on the boys here in the Dane Hill. Her form's been very good. We've sort of targeted this race to take on the boys and see if we're going to be good enough to have a crack at the Coolmore. I think she is a genuine Group 1 filly in waiting, uh, and that might be more in the autumn in something like the, the Mayor's Group 1 in South Australia or something like that. Is she strong enough to beat the boys at this point in time? Not sure, but she's going very well. She'll give you a hell of a sight. A big improver out of my team can be Snickerdoodle Dandy uh, in the, uh, what's it called now, the Rose of Kingston Stake. She's got the blinkers back on for the first time. She's two runs in. Listen, she's going to have to find a considerable margin to be mixing it with the likes of Instant Celebrity, Mystic Journey and, and still a star and the likes. But throw her in a multiple. I would imagine she's probably going to be closer to 33 to 50 to one rain man. Snickerdoodle. The win is $6 the place. I thought she might have been bigger odds than that. She can improve in the in the in the blinkers. The Turnbull Stakes obviously incentivise. Uh, you know, he, he's the best horse I'm taking to the races on Saturday, and invariably that ends up being your best chance. But I'm going to throw you a curveball, boys. Incentivise has been working with one of my old boys, a horse called Shepherd, and he heads to Matoa for the mighty Matoa Cup on Saturday. He's my best of the weekend. Oh, <laughs> and uh, the little girl's been riding him in all these track gallops with uh, incentivized the last few weeks. She said, Boss, he thinks they're here to watch him. He's been going that good. <laughs> so uh, he can lift his form card and win the Matoa Cup. So uh, he looked he's good. My he did best. look good at the Valley, uh, Shepard. I was impressed yeah. with his work at the Valley. Yeah, and he worked along good at Caulfield again on Monday morning with Incentivise. So uh, he takes his uh, place in the mighty Matoa Cup on uh, Saturday. So he's the best for Moody Racing for the weekend. He's the best for mine. And as we know, Gay and Timmy Clark and Adrian Bott, they listened to us last weekend. Let fast horses run fast. Ladbrokes all-new Blended Bets gives you more winning chances in the same race. If any of your chosen runners finish on top, you win. Ladbroke at this spring carnival with a Blended Bet. Minimum price $1.10 for Blended Bet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Ladbroke it.